What a privilege, my friends, to be together again, worshiping the good Lord, right? And also getting ready for the scripture. Today, I'm starting a series, The Apostles, and this is episode number one. For our worship service 233, today, Sunday, March 14, 2021, from Odessa, Texas, I say hello, and thank you so much for watching and connecting here in Victory Church. The Apostles, Episode 1. I would like to invite you to go to our website to download the bulletin. You can do it also by using your camera. If you're watching on a big smart TV, just put the camera of your phone, and then using the QR code, you will be able to download the bulletin of this morning. Thank you so much for your support, my friends. It is wonderful to receive that support from you in prayers and also your financial contributions. Go to vchurch.us forward slash give to continue supporting our ministry. We thank you for that. The other way to do it is sending a text message 432-268-0007. That will be another way to do it. Thank you for that. We want to say thank you to our beautiful church members because thanks to you, we can broadcast this program, this worship service. Thank you, Tracy, for the songs you were singing this morning. Awesome and thank you, Sebastian, for all the work you are doing to provide these videos and broadcast to our community. The Apostles, episode number one. Today, Sunday, March 14, 2021, from Victory Church in Odessa, Texas. Hello, and thank you for connecting. Thank you for watching. Apostle, what is the meaning of the word apostle? My friends, do you know that? Well, that word comes from a word in Greek, which is apostolos. And do you know what is the meaning? The meaning is messenger. Is that funny? Messenger. The apostles, episode number one, is what we are going to be studying this morning. And, uh, well, the first thing that we're going to do is we are going to go through the gospel of Matthew. And we will find several interesting parts of what the Lord Jesus did throughout this gospel. And the first thing that we notice is in the chapter number 4, verse 1, he says the same words that John the Baptist also said. What is that? And we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Change your hearts and lives because God's kingdom is now very near. Change your hearts and lives. It's a simple message. Very powerful message, and it's the same message of forever. One day somebody asked me, the Bible is so complex, with so many books, testament, old, new, prophets, and whatnot. It is so complex. What is exactly the message of the Bible? Somebody asked me, and I said, the message is one, is that the Lord loves us, His creation. But because he loves us, he is expecting something from us. And you know what is that? That we change our hearts and our lives. And the reason why the Lord Jesus said that is because with him, the presence of the Holy Spirit was poured down upon everybody afterwards when he was, first of all, showing the path, dying on the cross, and there, you know, after the third day, he has risen. He did. 
the power of the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles. Precisely in the chapter number two of the book of Acts. And ever since the Holy Spirit is moving, as you know, everywhere on earth, every time we are preaching God's word, the Holy Spirit is moving. And the message is, I love you guys. Change your hearts and lives. That is exactly what the Lord Jesus was telling everybody. <laughs> but he needed to do this work. He was prepared to accomplish his mission, but he needed people. You know, God needs people to do his work on earth. And the Lord Jesus selected several disciples. Many were following him. But particularly, he chose some of those. Let me show you here that in Matthew chapter 4, verse 18, the first two that he picked were Peter and his brother Andrew. Do you know their profession? <laughs> they were fishermen. Matthew chapter 4, verse 21 also shows us other two fishermen. They were the sons of Zebedee, James and John, two sets of brothers. Isn't it interesting? This is how the apostles begin with the selection from the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Lord said to his apostles when he is starting his ministry, guys, there are some things that you will need to go through if you really want to follow me. People will insult you and hurt you, he says. They will lie and say all kinds of evil things about you. Isn't it awful that? <laughs> he says, because you follow me. But when they do that, know that great blessings belong to you. This chapter 5, verse 1, is not precisely the kind of inspiration we want to hear, right? Yeah, people will insult you if you get close to the Lord. Really? Well, I don't think I like that. <laughs> well, the Lord Jesus said that to his disciples, precisely. But he says in verse 2, be happy about it. Be very glad because you have a great reward waiting for you in heaven. People did the same bad things to the prophets who lived before you. He says, it doesn't matter if they are mean to you. Don't worry about it. You will have a reward in heaven. Remember, the prophets before you also went through so much. So he's telling us something very important to keep in mind. He called his disciples salt of the earth in Matthew 5, 13. Salt of the earth. But also he called them light of the world. That is the way that he started to lead the apostles, his disciples, into a path. A path that we know is difficult to follow. You know what? In the chapter 8, verses 23 to through 27, there is a passage when the Lord Jesus is with his disciples on a boat. And while he is taking a nap, a big storm came and the disciples were frightened. They were thinking, we are going to die here. They are crossing a lake. <laughs> and the Lord stopped the storm. He says to the winds and the storm, stop and be quiet. Calm down. <laughs> basically, and they obeyed. The disciples were in shock, and they say, 
Who is this man that even nature obeys him? They were watching and witnessing the miracles the Lord Jesus was doing everywhere. People being healed, people being restored. Many of those individuals that were in trouble with the darkness were set free. Blind people started to see. Paralytics started to walk. It was amazing. All the disciples are in shock. They just think, this is really good. The Lord really has authority. <laughs> but he continued calling other people to his ministry, into his ministry. And the next one is precisely the author of this Gospel of Matthew. Do you know what was his profession? He was a tax collector. <laughs> and you know, they had bad reputation. They were known by being corrupt. They were known as crooks. Matthew one day saw the Lord Jesus and the Lord said, follow me. And he left everything there. Matthew took the Lord for a very nice dinner, introduced him to his friends. And they were shocked thinking, what is Matthew doing with this guy? <laughs> you see how interesting is this? When the Lord Jesus is calling his apostles, his disciples, he's picking people from different atmospheres with different styles. And you see that in churches all the time. Everywhere you will see that the Lord calls people with different backgrounds. Matthew 9, 9 is precisely where you see Matthew being called by the Lord. And the verse 13 of the same chapter, chapter 9, the disciples were kind of confused thinking, well, what's going on with all these other Leaders, the Pharisees, and all that. Even them, they were questioning the Lord Jesus. <laughs> and the Lord said to all these people, Well, I know you want to look good in the eyes of people. You even want to look good in the eyes of God. But let me tell you something. I did not come to invite peop good people. Did you hear that? I did not come to invite good people. The Lord says, I came to invite sinners. Isn't it that shocking, my friend? The Lord himself saying, I didn't come here to bring all good people to me. No, I came here to invite sinners to come close to me, to come close to God. Now, you know very well that that idea of good people and sinners, it was just one thing the Lord said to make a point. The point is, don't try to make, make yourself look like you are a good person. Deep down in our hearts, we know when we are doing what is wrong. Don't we? We know when things are not going well in our lives. There is a reason why. We know very well that in occasions, many bad things are happening in our lives. And there is a reason why we are not doing what is right. The Lord says, I, I came here today to invite all sinners to come close to me. That is the message from the Lord God Almighty. In the verse 17, the Lord is talking about 
a very interesting analogy. He says, people never pour new wine into old wineskins. People always put new wine into new wineskins, which don't break, and the wine stays good. He is trying to explain here that actually the change that he is talking about, hearts and lives, must be for real and complete. Have you changed for real and completely, my friend? Or you are still in that process, changing a little, but still doing whatever you want. You get close to the Lord, and then you go far away from the Lord. You are getting closer and closer to the church, and then you step back and you keep going wherever you want to go. The Lord said, listen, you have to change entirely. Because like with the wine, new wine, which is a symbolism of the Holy Spirit and the new life, he says, it is required new wine skins, meaning total new lives, a renewal. That is what the Lord Jesus was talking to his disciples. And in the chapter 10 is when he, from verse 1 through 4, gives us the names, Matthew, gives us the names of the first 12 apostles. And they are Peter, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Judas Thaddeus, Simon Silat, and Judas Iscariot, which was the one who betrayed the Lord. And you know what is interesting? It's precisely here when the Lord established the first mission trip. <laughs> Yes, chapter 10 is a beautiful chapter that we are going to study together today about the first mission trip. Now, what are those things that he said in chapter 10 to the apostles? The first thing he says is, I want you to go first to your own people. Verse 6. He says, don't go to, to other people from other cultures, people that are not like you. I want you to go first to your own people. You know how interesting is this? Because honestly, when you are trying to emulate, to copy, to follow the lead, the example that the apostles are giving us here in the scripture, when you are trying to reach out to others, the best target, the best group that you need to focus on is your own people. Those who are like you, those who are using the same kind of uh, stuff you use for work or the same things that you like or dislike. Go to your own people, he says, referring also to relatives, family, your friends. But today we hear about mission trips, and sometimes we get confused because we want to go on a mission trip to go to talk to people about God far away when, where nobody knows anything about us because sometimes some people feel very, very comfortable talking about God to strangers, but they don't feel comfortable talking about God to their own people. Why is that? You need to think about it. 
Because if you are one of those who are very, very comfortable talking about God to anybody except with your family, here is the first step in the first mission trip that you are missing. Feel comfortable to talk to your own family, to your own people, to your own friends about God. Because you don't talk to people about you. That's the mistake. You know, the apostle said, okay, we will go. What are we going to say? What is what we need to say? Well, the Lord explained that in verse 7. He says, I want you to go heal them, restore them, set them free, and tell them the same thing that I have said to you many times. The kingdom is near. Change your hearts and lives. The same message, my friend. The same message John the Baptist preached. The Lord Jesus preached. Now he says, go to your own people and tell them the kingdom is here. Change your hearts. And you know what happens? When people are willing to listen to that message and they embrace the message that the Lord God loves us, then is when healing, restoration, and freedom are going to be part of their lives. If you are a believer, you need to experience healing. The healing in your soul, the healing in your emotions, but also healing in your body, healing in your family, healing in your finances. Restoration, the full restoration, my friend. You can trust in the Lord that he will restore you. And he says, change your hearts and lives. That's the key. And the apostles went and they started to see great things. Like people being set free. Because the, the evil, the darkness will not resist the preaching of the truth in the name of Jesus. Verse 9, the Lord said to the disciples, don't worry about the expenses, okay? Don't worry about what you're going to wear or what you're going to eat, where you're going to stay when you are doing this mission. Isn't it beautiful that when you are absolutely comfortable knowing that it is the right thing to talk about God, about the Lord, about the Bible, and about church to other people, isn't it wonderful knowing that the Lord will take care of your needs? And if you have not experienced that, I encourage you today, do it. You know, it's interesting it's possible that maybe you are putting too much effort in trying to provide for your own needs, but you are not putting the kingdom first in your life. Simple. I'm just saying, see what the Lord can do when you go and reach out others in the name of Jesus. The Lord will provide. In the verses 11 through 13, he is telling us that there is a model to follow every time we go and reaching out. He basically says, try to see who likes you and hang out with them. How simple is that principle? How simple is that? Talk to people about the Lord. Share something with people, wherever you are, about God about the scripture, about church, about the beauty of life, and observe the reaction. Those who like you 
more likely they are willing to listen what you have to say. That is what the Lord said. In the verses 14 and 15, he says, you don't worry about the haters because that is something that you cannot avoid, my friend. It is impossible not to see haters every time you are reaching out to the community, everywhere. Some people will tell you any number of things. They will tell you that's illegal. They will tell you you cannot talk, talk about God here in this place. I understand. You must be compliant. But when it's about outdoors, in the public place, and you are not saying anything wrong to anybody, you are just sharing with people about the good news of the, the Lord God Almighty, how God loves everybody, that the kingdom is near, that he wants us to change our hearts and lives. And if anybody responds in a negative way to you, you don't worry about it. Let me tell you this. The Lord is going to take care of them. You don't need to even pray. Lord, watch this hater. Look what this hater is doing. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to say that. Because the Lord already knows. You just let the Lord work in the life of everybody. By trusting in Him, doing your part, reaching out, you will see what the Lord will do. And then in verse 16, he's telling the disciples, I want you to be smart about your income. He says, I want you to see this. Dove and snakes, they are very different animals. You know, doves are very meek, very simple birds. You have the seeds, you throw the seeds on the ground, even in the palm of your hand. They will come and eat. They will trust you. They eat and they are happy and content. Snakes, on the other hand, they don't eat that way. They hide, they wait, and when is the time? And they eat well. And you know, they are not going to be just destroying animals because, no, unless it's for self-protection, but you will notice that the snake is going to, to kill an animal because of food. So the Lord is telling us something very special here about these two animals. We need to be humble and meek. Whomever is there offering you provision, business, work, whatever, take it. Be meek. Be simple and receive the blessing. But also, with certain people, you have to be clever because you know what they are thinking. So... If somebody is offering you something and you are not very certain, too certain, just like a snake, you just take a look. And whenever the blessing is there, take it. <laughs> you know what? In the verses 17 and the verses 25, the Lord Jesus is talking about the troubles that will come into our lives because of Him. Now, I want you to see that it's because of Him. Many Christians are in trouble because they are not smart. Many Christians have problems with their health because of the way that they are doing life. Many believers are in trouble with their finances. But it's not because of the Lord. It's because of the way that they are handling their money. Many people, Christian homes, are in horrible disagreements and oh, disgusting environments. But it's not because of the Lord Jesus. 
is because they don't want to surrender to God's will. They want to keep doing things their way. That is not what the Lord is saying here. No, what he's saying is this. Whenever you are worshiping me, be certain that some people are going to attack you. And it's because of me. Now, if somebody is attacking you because of the Lord Jesus, don't you think that the good Lord is going to intervene and do something about it? You know that. So you just trust in the Lord. He will take care of that as well. Verses 18 and 20, he says, And whenever you are going through difficulties and they are taking you from one place to other place and they are confronting you, well, what is what you said? And what is what you believe? And all that. You know what the Lord Jesus said? You just go and testify. And don't worry about what you're going to say. The Holy Spirit will give you the right words in the right moment, in the right place. And you will go to important places. You know, many Christians have had the opportunity to speak to important executives and corporations, business owners, people from other countries, from other belief systems. I personally I have had the opportunity to talk to millionaires about the Lord Jesus. I have had the opportunity to talk to people from other countries, poor and rich, even people from other belief systems. They ask me. I remember it was just a few months ago. I met this lady in a hospital. She was one of the nurses taking care of my wife's procedure, whatever situations in the hospital we went. And, uh, and she said to me um, something about, she heard me saying something about the Lord. And she said, are you Christian? And I said, yes, I am. And she said, you know, I don't understand Christianity at all. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this is a wonderful moment. <laughs> and I said, would you like me to explain? And she says, please, explain to me Christianity. And I explained to her clearly why we are being called Christians, because we follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And the meaning is the anointed one, which is the one who must die on the cross, having a perfect life, because through his blood sacrifice, our sins are forgiven. We don't need any sacrificial things to be done at all. And she was thinking and telling me, this is amazing. I never understood that. Why are so many churches then? And then I explained to her about denominations, the viewpoint of all denominations. And she said, that is so cool. I love to understand that. So she asked me many questions and all that because the Lord led me to be in that particular place. You never know, my friend, where the Lord is going to take you because he wants you to testify and the Holy Spirit will give you the words. And of course, the more prepared you are, the more educated you are about the scripture and doctrine, you will have a better ways to explain and present your arguments. But also the Lord said in verses 21 and 22, be prepared for betrayal and hate. Unfortunately, my friends, it happens all the time. And indeed, I have lived that in my own life. Betrayal and hate. It happens. Sometimes people are confused. They misunderstand you. 
or they simply don't like you, or whatever. It happens. Some people are not <laughs> good-hearted. Some people envy you. Some people dislike you for whatever reason. Because whatever reason. And betrayal can happen. And the Lord said, be prepared for that. Meaning, I want you to put your eyes on me. Put all your trust in me. In me alone. Isn't it beautiful? And then he says, finally, guys, when you go into this mission trip, eventually you will feel the need to go somewhere else because it feels like you are stuck. <laughs> and it happens to everybody. You are talking to people here and there, and eventually it's like there are no other people to talk about the Lord, and you want to continue sharing God's word, and doors are being closed for you, or people simply don't want to hear anything else. What is what you need to do? You need just to move on. Move on. Because there are more people out there waiting to hear the message. You just don't be afraid of moving on. You know, some people say, I hate that I, I cannot continue talking to my cousin about the Lord. Uh, you know, I'm very frustrated that I couldn't lead my brother to the Lord. Uh, you know, I don't understand why my children don't want to hear anything about the Bible. Move on. Move on. There are more people and there are other believers that are going to continue reaching out to them. Move on. Next Sunday, on March 21st, in our worship service 234, I'm going to be presenting to you the same series, The Apostles, Episode 2. Don't miss it. Next Sunday here in Victory Church, The Apostles, Episode number 2. But now I would like to talk to you about move forward, move on. Don't you feel that sometimes you are like stuck? Don't you feel that sometimes you are in the same place and you are not advancing at all? And you know why is that? It's because you are not opening your eyes to other options. You have to open your eyes and look around. You need to open your ears and listen and say to the Lord, Father, what is the new thing that you want me to do? Is there anything that you want me to do now in this new era? My friends, things are changing and they will never stop changing. And we need to continue growing and learning and changing ourselves. Many things are changing. Don't feel stuck. If you feel stuck, shake it off. Shake it off and try to get some Christmas spirit. <laughs> try to get a new connection with the Holy Spirit and He will show you how to move forward. But my friend, if you are one person that you have never opened your heart to God and you would like to do it today, I want you to know that the only requirement that the Lord has for you to become a child of God, to have access to eternity, to be part of the disciples, to become a church member. The only requirement the Lord is giving us is to believe. 
And that is shocking for many people. They say, really, that's all? Yeah. It's what the scripture declares in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you openly say, Jesus is my Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be saved. That's all that is needed. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe that he died for you? Do you believe that he has risen? Do you believe that he's alive? Do you believe that he will come back for his church? Do you believe in the Bible? Do you believe in the Lord God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? Do you believe that the Holy Spirit is touching your heart? Do you believe that you are going to be in heaven one day? That's the only requirement. And now I want to invite you to profess your faith by a simple prayer. And you can say it exactly as it's being presented to you on the screen. Dear God, thank you so much for all the people that you have chosen through the years to continue preaching your word. Please help me to accept your will for my life. I want to be useful in your kingdom. Lord, you are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. Because, my friend, it is on the cross, the beautiful, glorious cross, where you receive your salvation. What if you say with me, I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. Dear friends, thank you so much for coming up to church today. You are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful rest of your Sunday. And I hope to see you here next time. Bye. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served I know, I know, I know, I know for watching Victory Church, please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.